Welcome to your weekly episode of Reset 42. The next minutes of this episode are like precious jewels we're sharing with you as we let you sit in on interviews with incredible guests who've been forced or chosen to reset the meaning of life. It all begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Reset 42. Stumped Life. What to do when life throws you a curly question? Have you ever given up because you couldn't see a way forward? Well, what happened next? For some people, that was the closing of a chapter to be revisited later, while for some, they decided to close the book and they moved on. Or not. Some were surprised how the answer did come later, and some forgot what the original question was. So let's have a look at the original question. Have you ever given up because you couldn't see a way forward? Maybe the secret is in the small and apparently insignificant word, see. Have you ever given up because you couldn't see a way forward? This week on Reset 42, we really want to uncover how do you see the problem and the answer at the same time, and hopefully we can reveal some ideas on resources, both people and method ideas that are going to help you. This is Reset 42. Now here's your host, a man who tells stories about a hippopotamus who danced across the Sahara in a tutu, here's Andrew Pitchford. Now this week we're looking at a stumped life here on Reset 42. I'm not presuming that every question or dream can be answered, but a stumped life indicates that there is an answer and we just don't know it yet. Now I remember years ago a man coming to see me when I was the personnel manager for a radio station. We often evaluated new training materials, and in this case, he wanted to sell me an audio tape series that helped motivate and focus people on achieving their goals. Now, I was 29 at the time, and I hadn't played any competitive sport for years. So I asked him if the tape series could help me achieve my goals of playing for the Auckland Warriors, the city's rugby league team in the Australian and New Zealand professional competition. Initially, he responded with, Oh, you play sport. This is going to be ideal for you. Yes, it can help. And when I said I hadn't played rugby league before or competitive sport for about 11 years, his tone changed and the backpedaling began. So one thing that I really hope that we can gather here in Reset 42 is that the whole podcast is about real issues, real life, real people. So this isn't about how to be able to pick lotto numbers. It's not about how to find the fountain of youth or be able to kind of make yourself a a celebrity movie star in seven days or less. We really want to explore where are the real life issues. So this week, talking about a stumped life, and how many times has it happened to us that we've been confronted with something that we just simply don't know the answer to? Now, as I said earlier, sometimes it's a case that time goes by and you actually do discover the answer, whether it's serendipitously, it just comes across your path again, or whether you've had to search it out. And I hope that this week, we're going to be able to look at some ideas for how you can actually actively participate in discovering the answer to the thing that is holding you back and the thing that is not enabling you to pursue your dreams or your vision. So Reset 42 is very much about being able to explore what our purposes, our dreams, the things that we actually do want to follow. And sometimes they are as simple as raising a family. I know, not so simple. 
Maybe as pursuing a musical career, not trying to be the next top 40 star, but just simply enjoying your passion. And what we want to do is find out how do we deal with issues that appear to stump us. One of the key things that I think is really important is being able to ask yourself why you haven't been able to discover the answer. Is it that you haven't been able to apply enough time, or maybe you have, and simply have not been in the right space to be able to discover it? And that could have a lot to do with age, simply not enough life experience, resources, simply don't have access to all the information. Maybe it's a a community of advisors that you don't have around you at this particular time. So think about it. Who you are at this point in time. Think about your age, your experience. Is it reasonable to actually expect that you'd know the answer to this question? Next, think about what you have to hand. Sometimes there are resource issues. You're raising a family and your kids are taking so much of your time you don't have the time to be able to actually deal with this particular question. And maybe it's financially related. Maybe it's in terms of land or assets. So sometimes we've got to be very clinical or at least honest with ourselves to ask ourselves what we have. So who you are at this time, what you have, and then a really interesting one, how do you think? At this particular juncture, maybe you're still kind of learning how to deal with life. You haven't had to deal with a variety of different circumstances, so you've got one way of thinking through problems, and maybe it's about expanding the way you deal with life and dealing with things in different ways that is going to enable you to approach this problem from a different perspective. Now, isn't that an interesting word? Perspective. What does that actually mean? Well, I think that there's one way of describing it. A perspective is our view on life. Now, a lot of our views are actually shaped by time and our environment. Because your time and environment change through your life, your access to information and solutions is going to change with time. It's a natural thing. Now, I want to give you a little picture. Think about it like this. This is a way in which we can learn from the whole idea of time and environment. Think of time as like being on a train. Now, you're chug-chug-chugging along the tracks, and I feel a Johnny Cash song coming on. But then you stop at the station. The doors open and there's no passengers on the platform. In fact, it's dark. It's 11 o'clock at night and there's no cafe. So there's no one to advise you. You're not able to see the solutions available at this dark railway station. And your tiredness, because you haven't eaten for so long, means that you can't have it solved by having something to eat at the cafe because it's closed. Your whole perspective on solving any problem at this particular station is pretty much flummoxed. Now let's get back on the train. Doors close. Chugging down the track. Move several hundred kilometres along and the train doors open and it's a completely new situation. Daylight opens your eyes to everything available at this particular railway station. There's clearly a train conductor over there, a travel tourism advisor here, And there's a number of bustling food outlets with choices available to fulfill your starving needs. Well, there you go. Suddenly we have a different perspective. We can see the options. We've got people to talk to. And we can sit down and have something to eat and drink to make sure that we're in a good focused state after a long train journey to be able to make a decision. So you can see how time has allowed us to get a different perspective. Being willing to stay on the train means being patient with time. Now, you'll hear people often talk about getting that view as almost like getting a 30,000-foot view, as often said, or a helicopter view on your situation. 
So when you're in the thick of things, you may have heard the phrase, you can't see the forest for the trees. But imagine for a moment that a helicopter makes itself available to you and you can actually get in that helicopter and rise 30,000 feet into the air and hovering over your entire situation, you can see where you came into the forest, you can see the bears over there, you can see the path leading off to the left, you know the escape route, suddenly you've got a different um, ability to be able to look at the situation and decide what you do next. Reset 42, a podcast to tell you you're not alone so that we can take just a little learning from someone who's opened the door on a new chapter. Now, how do you actually get in the helicopter? Well, first of all, of course, you need a helicopter. So I think one of the things that we should look at when we're trying to get around the situation of a stumped life, or at least trying to find a new way forward to the solution, is asking ourselves what is available to us to lift us out of the current situation to have a different view. Now, one of the best things is simply time, giving ourselves the ability to take a step back and not get caught up in the moment. You know, one of the worst things that you can do, and you've heard many people give you this advice over the years, is simply having to make a rush decision. Yeah, sure, there's emergency situations and the ability to think on the spot, make a decision and run with it. Those are great character traits that you can use in the right emergency situation, but most situations We do have the luxury of time and we don't use it to its fullest potential. So how do you assess finding an answer to a life question? Here's four ways that we could look at it. The first is be willing to do your due diligence. You know, sometimes we do have to actually apply ourselves and search for the answer. It means exploring all the information available. It's looking at the the life and history of other people who've gone before us who've had to deal with the same issues and how they've been able to solve it. And not accepting that one person has the answer, but being willing to consider how different people solve the same problem. So doing due diligence, spending time actually pursuing the situation, pursuing knowledge and the answer, is the first idea that comes to mind. But sometimes this is the one that we have absolutely wrung out. It's kind of like a cloth that is initially full of moisture, but the more we wring it out, we've got nothing left and we don't know what to do. The second idea is being willing to bring people into your circle so that you can actually search together. You know, sometimes a mistake is that we actually try to solve a problem on our own. Now, if you're in a relationship, consulting your partner is obviously a key and one that when pride is involved, we often push to the side. Nope, I can solve it. I'm self-sufficient. I'm capable of doing this. I don't want to be found to be weak. And that's the biggest mistake that we can make of all. So being willing to bring people into your circle, whether that's in a small family environment, a work or team environment, or on the bigger picture, yes, you're pursuing something as an individual, but you've got all these resources resources of people around you. Half of them, you only know 5% of their life and don't realize they've dealt with the same issue because we don't communicate. So number two, be willing to bring people into your circle and search together. Number three, and this is a great one, be willing to participate in community. It's not necessarily working with the individuals, but if we participate in groups and communities that have something to do with this area that we're looking at, uh, then we can actually use the community to find the answer just by being willing to sit in the community and listen for the answer. So whether that's a small community group, whether it's a meetup, 
whether it's a church group, a family group, a sporting group, just being willing to sit and listen within the company of knowledgeable people is a one way of being able to find the solution. Notice that that word sit sometimes means waiting, and we come back to that issue of time, and just like the train going down the tracks, we have to wait a couple of stations before the answer starts to come forward. And that leads us into number four, and this is the one that is the hardest and often left till last, but simply be willing to let the answer reveal itself. And how do you do that? You simply have to wait. Now that doesn't mean that you go to the nearest mountain top with a little suitcase, cross your legs, assume a yoga position, and wait for everything to suddenly come out of the sky. No, you've still got to get on with life, and you're still going to do what you do as far as participating in everything else that is a part of who you are as a person. But having the patience to allow this particular issue to sit for a while while the answer does come forward, and that could be because you are getting more life experience, you're waiting for the resources to happen, but be willing to let the answer reveal itself is number four. Better than popcorn, this is real, it's life, and it's possibly just what you needed. Make sure you click subscribe wherever you're listening to get our next episode of Reset 42. Now back to the Reset with our guest. What I thought we'd do now is actually talk about some of those resources in terms of people. Wisdom is often said to be in a multitude of counsellors. Now you could actually read that verse from the Bible in one of two ways. You could think that the wisdom is found in one person in the multitude of counsellors, and you've got to work out which person holds the knowledge that you're looking for. It also could be that wisdom is found in the multitude of counsellors is about collective wisdom. So there's an interesting way of you having a look at the people that are around you. But I think that the idea of seeking help from people or personalities can fall into four different categories. Let's have a look at them. First of all, and I think this is a really valuable one that we've lost sight of in modern society, is the idea of having mentors in our life. People that we look to for knowledge, people that have gone before, but not just in terms of a book we read and become a fanboy of, but more that we're actually wanting to form a relationship where the mentor is learning from the mentee, the mentee is learning from the mentor, And we're not just learning about information or knowledge being passed down. We're also finding out about methodologies and how you do it. So once you have actually got a mentor in your life, there's somebody that you can leverage from their experience. You can grow from them. You can learn their methods of dealing with both the good times and the bad times. And that relationship often is great if it comes from somebody that's maybe a close family member, but it doesn't have to be. It could be in a business or sporting relationship. So that idea of finding a mentor for your life, maybe you should consider, one, can you be a mentor? Because that's equally important. They say that you should be a mentor and be a mentee. The other area that I think is important is looking at our circle of friends. Now, your mum and dad probably told you this many times, that you've got to be careful of who you mix with. And at the time you thought, yeah, yeah, load of rubbish. We're just having a few mates. We're enjoying a good time. And later, as you look back on your life, you can see very clearly the people that influenced you for good and those that influenced you, hmm, not so good. So maybe now, as you can appreciate how important it is to get that right circle, both for encouragement, knowledge, information, people that are there for you and you are there for them, those small micro-environments of encouragement and friends, 
Some that are going to be very deep, you can pick up conversations with them every five to ten years and it's like you were just back at school. And others who are there through particular moments in your life. But I think understanding who friends are and what part they play is important. Then the next part is probably a bit more spiritual in terms of the fact that I think you can seek help from a higher power. And for me, that's been able to pray and ask God. And when you think about what we were talking about earlier in terms of getting a 30,000 foot view on life, who better to talk to than the creator of the universe who probably has the best view of everything? And there's an interesting aspect about prayer that many people talk about. Some people in very difficult situations, maybe they're facing something like cancer, they reach out and they pray for help. Another interesting aspect of prayer is how it is actually both cathartic as well as seeking help. And when you give something away to somebody else, it also gives you freedom and perspective. So you're not holding it tightly, you're releasing it, and that's how empowering prayer can be. Circling back round to the mentor's idea, sometimes there are people that don't form a long-term relationship with us, but they do have expertise to give into our situation. And that's where we talk about having experts that we're able to draw on. Now, your experts don't necessarily fall into one camp as well. You can talk about professionals, people who have made it their life to follow their education and their professional development so that they're able to give people advice on specific and very specialist topics. And I certainly know there are people that I can call on for different areas that I have no expertise or I don't have a depth of expertise in. You can also look for experts because of their experience. Where you've got two years experience, they've got 20. And we shouldn't miss out on the opportunity to draw on the extra 18 years of experience, possibly in totally different circumstances, that would enable us to get a different perspective. Moving past the professionalism and the experience is people that have just soaked up a depth of knowledge on a topic. And that's why you can actually draw on somebody who's read more books than you have, has attended more courses or or career development than you have, and look for those people and actually draw on their perspective as well to add to your own. And then finally, it's not just about knowledge and information, it's also about the process and the method. Some people just approach life a different way. They approach problems, projects, in a totally different way to you. And it's purely about their character, their personality, or simply the way they see the world. And so drawing on those experts who do things differently can also help you find a new way. Now, for years, you may have heard the term amuse, M-U-S-E. And often somebody who's an artist will often have amuse. And the idea generally is that this person is sowing new inspiration, new ideas. So whether it's a writer or a painter, the muse is actually helping get them into a different space than the locked-in thinking that they've had up until this point in time. So maybe it's time to look at your experts that you have around your life and ask whether you need to shake things up a little. Maybe it's time to bring in some new experts so that your thinking and the way you approach finding problems or finding solutions to problems is done in a different way. When you walked into this episode, you may not have realised you had let life stall. Now, let's keep moving. Tick all those keyboard keys and come on over to us at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash reset42. Well, this week, as we've looked at the whole idea of a stumped life, what we've tried to do is reposition the problem. So sometimes the question still exists, the problem still needs to be solved. But it's about getting a different perspective. 
And you probably heard that picture that a diamond can look quite different from one side to the other. And so when a diamond cutter is looking for that brilliant line to be able to cut it without shattering the diamond, he has to turn it around in his hand several times, looking for a unique angle and just the right place to cut. And that ties into an old adage that you measure twice, cut once. Sometimes you've got to look at all the options and then decide on what to do next. So I hope there's been a really informational, but maybe just a, a week in which we've got a different perspective on how to approach life and got some different ideas of how to shake things up a little bit. As you look at your current situation or one that you've faced before where you felt stumped, maybe we can consider these three conditions of the environment in which we're trying to solve the problem and look at how we can change them so that we can affect different results or at least give us a different way of approaching it. Firstly, let's have a look at the view. If you look at what you're dealing with right now, do you need to get a different view on the situation? Does it mean you've got to put on some glasses? Does it mean that you've got to look at it through somebody else's ideas? Do you need to just get out of the situation in that helicopter 30,000 feet and look down on it from a bigger perspective? Secondly, let's consider about the available resource that you've got. Sometimes it's understanding that right here, right now, I don't have the time, I don't have the finance, I don't have the available wisdom or career information or education. Maybe it's that you actually do need three people to solve the problem and not one. So when you're looking at the situation, you have to be willing to say to yourself, not now. That leads into our third point when we're looking at your situation. Firstly, we looked at the view. Secondly, we asked ourselves, what available resource do we have? And then finally, is this the right time? That doesn't mean whether you've got 30 minutes, 30 days, or 30 months to be able to deal with it. It's just, is it right now? And if you can be fair to yourself and look at all of these three components, then you can dynamically change the situation you're facing. You've got to be willing to let the train go another couple of stations down the track, open the doors, and look at it again. Change just one, two, or three, change the view, change the available resource, or change the time, and the answer, or even the answers available to you, is likely to change. And suddenly you're in a position where you're actually able to deal with that question, challenge, or opportunity that has previously stumped you. Enjoy spending time with you on Reset 42. We encourage you to join our Facebook group. Go to Facebook, do a search for Reset 42. You'll find our page, you'll find our group, and I hope that you'll join and maybe share an example of where you've hit. Maybe it's a roadblock in your life that you felt stumped, and then you're able to find the answer later on. What changed? What enabled you to be able to solve the problem and keep moving forward? I'd love you to tell your story. Join us on Facebook to do that. Now, next episode on Reset 42 is all about stolen dreams. And I have to say that this one really gets me deep in my soul when I think about what people go through when something is taken from them. Now, sometimes we think of something being stolen as an individual taking from another individual. But honestly, there are a whole lot of circumstances, whether it is just the generic life that takes something from us, Maybe it's a, a, a business or an organization, some kind of group that has taken something from us. 
or from our family, or maybe it is an individual that has either intentionally or otherwise taken away from our lives. Next week's going to be a very deep conversation about stolen dreams. Look forward to speaking with you then. Make sure you're subscribing to Reset 42 on your podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, or any of the other great podcast platforms. We hope that you're subscribing so that we'll see you each time a new episode comes out. I love the idea that we can reset life without losing all that we've gained. Think you'll come back for more? Make sure you subscribe to Reset 42 on your fave podcast platform. Leave a loving review my mother would smile at you for. Our show notes aren't hidden down the back of the couch. You can find them at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash Reset 42.